Hello from across the sound waves and throughout the multiverse, this is Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. We're so happy to be back and producing content again, and we really hope that you've been well in our absence. This is episode 17, Ellipses. Sharp bursts of pain shoot through the arms, legs, and feet of Iso as he slowly tries to push himself upright. After a few half-hearted, painful attempts at readjusting, he leans back and rests his head on a convenient pillow propped up against the armrest of the couch. He feels the blood rushing to the base of his skull and closes his eyes to block out the scene around him in an attempt to keep a hold of his fleeting consciousness. Less than 10 feet away, Sedoy and Reed sit at Mavis's living room table. Sedoy taps her fingers on the cheap plastic and stares impatiently at Iso's pitiful attempts to right himself. Mavis catches her eye and with a quick gesture, yanks the pillow out from underneath his head and tosses it aside. Iso groans in pain as his head thunks against the frame of the armrest, the thin padded cover of the couch doing little to dampen his cranial momentum. Iso clumsily grabs hold of the armrest for leverage and, with some effort, manages to hoist himself to an upright position. So, with Iso finally being brought back to consciousness and, and <laughs> usefulness, even though uh, he's in a lot of pain, the party gives Iso a basic rundown on everything they've learned so far about the wave. Granted, the only information that you guys have gotten so far, because we never did any of those library checks or research checks that we were talking about earlier, was the information from the government-sponsored site. Mm. <laughs> we All we know so far is it's going to be hot. <laughs> I need to look up the cyberware first. Okay. And I'm going to try and mooch off of my friends for those cyberwares. Because I'm poor as fuck. <laughs> I am going to uh, look up details on the symptoms of wave stroke and wave mania. I'm going to look up medical details uh, and see what sort of medical uh, preemptive action uh, people take in the Oasis or text take it. Uh, med Medtech's taking the oasis. All right, let's let's start out with Sedoy and do a library search. Yeah. Uh, remind me again, what were you looking for? I'm looking for this uh, ventilating cyberware that was mentioned that you can install to not die from heat stroke. I got a 12. 12 is not great. No. So you pop open the fountain and uh, you start typing in some stuff. And it's at this point that inside of your communicator, you, you have always had a basically like a little onboard AI that is meant to like help you with your day-to-day -day tasks and you know keeps track of messages and doesn't bother you whenever you're in the middle of something like it doesn't send you a notification in the middle of a firefight. Is that why it's called an agent? It is yes it's your agent. Mm -hmm. um, so you type in a couple of search terms and you don't really find that much you, you you find some things about like installing AC units on onto a house and you get a little pop-up message from your agent that says it looks like you're trying to look for some information about internal cyberware would you like some help? Duh. You say duh 
and your agent interprets that as yes, and your communicator begins being flooded with advertisements for various types of cyberware. After After sifting through some of the shit, you find that there are probably three or four different advertisements that look relatively legit after that point on like it's still selling kind of the same concept of like cyberware that you can implant in yourself to uh, aid in bioregulation and cooling systems and stuff but there's only three or four that you feel like I actually feel comfortable putting that in my body and the rest of them start getting sketchier and sketchier some of the science that they start talking about just doesn't make sense one of the things is talking about how they cools your blood and it's like "Mm, I don't know if that's really how that works (laughs) we put ice cubes in your brain <laughs> yeah, basically, basically advertisements like that. Um, so you get you get a large variety of information. The usefulness of that information is not particularly that good, but you do find a couple of different brands for different types of cyberware that you could look into uh, if you could figure out where to purchase these sorts of things. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Because they all say, like, ask your doctor about... You know. <laughs> okay, I, I turn to Mavis. <laughs> Mavis, it says, ask my doctor about uh, this cyberware. So it's... I'm just getting fucking spammed with ads. Can you check for me? Uh, sure, let, let me have a look and see if I can see if any of these actually make sense. Don't trust her lies, Sedoya. <laughs> my name is Sidoy. Not Sidoya. Sidoy. Oh, sorry. Sidoya is nonsense. Sidoy means silver. Oof. Sounds nicer though. Well, maybe it's not <laughs> nonsense. I don't actually. I don't actually speak Russian. I don't want to <laughs> claim that Sidoya is non- nonsense. Uh, I'm so sorry. So, Sidoy, you send over some of these advertisements uh, over to Mavis to get Mavis to kind of uh, identify which ones are good. And mm-hmm. uh, your agent helpfully chirps up saying that, oh, it's, you know, it's, it seems that you've shared some advertisements. We're adding this to uh, your list of things that you're interested in. Yeah, fuck you too, Clippy. <laughs> Mavis, you get this list of advertisements and you don't even need to roll through it with your basic medical skill. You verify basically what I just said and that most of these advertisements are crap and probably some sort of scam. Yep. But there are a few that look legit. The one that you think looks the most legit is a expensive premium service called Oasis Keep It Cool personal cooling systems. Uh, so only this one looks like it, it would do the trick. I, I don't really know where you get hold of it. Uh, but if you can, you know, you've got contacts, uh, tech people, you've got your, your fancy, what, what's his name? Gabriel. I'm sure he can get hold of something like that. Uh, this one, and I full on like finger jabbing the screen because that seems like the sort of person Mavis is. The price is listed for these keep it cool personal cooling systems. Whenever I say they're very nice, I mean yeah. that they're at the, the like luxury to premium level. They're anywhere from 500 to 1,000 eddies for a piece of cyberware. Yep. Okay. But the claim of these cyberware is that it's just one piece, you install it, and it, it takes care of uh, body regulation and cooling up to 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, jeez. Uh, up to 70 degrees Celsius. Sweet. Okay, I actually uh, realize now, looking at these tables, that inventing this wouldn't necessarily <laughs> take me that long. Oh. <laughs> so, I think I'm actually going to retreat to my lair 
and invent my own cooling cyberware that I can then fabricate. Okay. The rules for inventing specifically say to invent an item or upgrade, you will need to describe to your game master the desired function of your item as precisely as you can in the language of the already existing technologies in the setting, making sure to include the mechanism by which your invention might accomplish its function. It is suggested that you draw up a simple schematic for illustrative purposes. I'm not going to draw a schematic because I'm coming up with this stuff on the spot and uh, I don't have drawing tools set up for this. But I want to make cyberware that runs, uh, that mounts fans on parts of your body, (laughs) that run lines under the skin that uh, are basically like heat sinks to where you circulate cooling air through. Uh, the, the fans pull pull the air through, and then maybe they are cooled from the inside by some sort of... Okay. That sounds dope. So let's do this. The thing that you it sounds like you're describing, it looks like is going to be anywhere from costly to premium. So six hours to a day. Yeah, yeah. So considering that it is probably about 7 p.m., 8 p.m. here, mm-hmm. you could try and spend all night slash you know, the ne- the rest of the next day working on this, uh, if you'd like to. Yeah, I'm going to get right on this, and I'm going to stay up and aw- awake like a true nerd all night. All right. While we're doing that, then, uh, I'm going to switch over and just talk to the rest of the members of the party. I would like you to type up as specifically as you can. <laughs> okay. Exactly how this thing works, and, you mm-hmm. know... Maybe uh, it would be nice if you had like a little sketch or at least like showed like where on the body it would be. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I have an IRL sketchbook that I'm going to use. There we go. Perfect. All right. So Sedoy gets a look in her eyes. I will take care of this cyberware issue. See you all tomorrow. Uh, okay. All right. Bye, Sedoy. Have fun. So the three of you are left standing inside Mavis's blood-splattered apartment. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we're going to move out of here because this is going to stink in the heat wave. Oh, fuck, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for everyone else who's at Mavis's, Sedoi goes ahead and and leaves and leaves everyone there. What are the rest of you doing? You know, Mavis, as much as I do not prioritize your health right now, (laughs) you probably want to clean this place up before the heat comes because... Lots of blood and warm stuff. Bad news. Perhaps. That that depends if we're going to be here. And also, fuck you. I saved your life, goddammit. And then you brought the pain. Okay. Well, you know what? If you want, I can put you back to the way you were. You won't feel the pain anymore because you won't feel fucking anything. Yeah, that kind of sounds good. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. I, I like grab my pistol off the floor and just like okay, cock okay, it. Okay, just like, okay. you sure? I can do this. Normally I charge for euthanasia, but this time, you know, you're a buddy. I'll make it free. That's not drugs. You mentioned like before. <laughs> yeah, before. This is not like before. Before I saved your life, you know, when you won't feel anything because you'll be dead. Yeah, I was feeling a lot of things. But fine. I'm just saying you probably want to clean this place up. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, Reed, Iso, Iso and Mavis are arguing back and forth. and Yeah, Reed is just like watching between them trying to work out if he wants to like intervene or not. <laughs> so, while you're watching them, you, you sort of like, you look at the way that they're arguing and you, you can kind of see little bits of sweat begin to form around them. And uh, you kind of feel yourself, you know, there's AC in here, but you're also kind of a little warm just from like standing outside. And you look down and realize that 
you're still dressed in like your nomad road leathers. Yeah. Which are great for whenever you're driving around because you can like run into something and hit the ground and you won't give yourself a bunch of road rash or destroy your cyberware. But generally, you would only be wearing this if you were in a combat situation or planning on driving around somewhere soon. Yeah. But you don't have access to your normal wardrobe that you would on the airship. Oh, fuck. Right. So anyway, um, I'm going to try and head to the night market, see if I can get some new clothes, because this shit ain't going to keep me alive. That's that's a fair point. See if they've got like a, I don't know, a rainbow lab coat with reflective tint, you know, maybe. I know that's quite specific, but if they do see it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, probably not. Yeah, probably not. That's fair. Uh, do you want me to pick you up anything, mate? Uh, sandwich. Sandwich sounds nice. Fucking right. Reed. What? Get yourself one of those hats with corks dangling down, would you? I just think that would be cute. Why would he get an outback hat? He just sort of takes a deep breath and closes the door. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> hey, everyone. Artemis the narrator breaking the fourth wall again. I'm going to skip ahead about 40 minutes of real-time recording that... While it was fun in the moment, it's not particularly interesting whenever I'm going over it in my editing process. So, uh, over the course of the next hour and a half of in-game time, Reed heads off to the special Wave Prep Corporation Night Market. And as he shops, he learns about different types of Oasis clothing, their benefits and drawbacks, and then eventually decides to purchase a cheap t-shirt to just cover his chest when he removes his armor. Um, he also bought a hot dog from a street vendor and then took a bite and decided to just bring the rest back home for ISO. Uh, remember that last part about the half-eaten hot dog because it's important. Alright, so back to the story. But before we do, I'd like to remind our listeners that we still have not been approached by any corporations to, like, sell out our message or stuff this show full of ads. So if you or your friends have any pull in an advertising or marketing position, please contact us. Also, if you'd like to contribute directly to the podcast and delay our inevitable selling out, we also have a Patreon. We're in the process of reworking the benefits to give you some more value for your money, so come be a part of that discussion and listen today to the exclusive members-only content, like this extended shopping sequence. You can find the link to all of that content, all of our benefits, and the link to our Patreon, and more at our website, TalesFromTheOasis.com. You head back to your bike with your newfound shirt and pop onto it and head back to your apartment. Um, you get back and it's maybe around 8 or 9 p.m. Um, the sun has already set. It's starting to cool down pretty significantly. Mavis and Isa, what have you guys been doing up until now? I believe you were doing some research, Mavis. Yeah, I, I have been doing some research, but also I have... Um... <sighs> I'm taking pity on ISO. Yay, pity. Not externally, oh. to be clear. <laughs> very, very much keeping that one inside. Um, Mavis is taking a moment to call up her good friend, Jeremy. Mm. Um, because Jeremy promised to hook her up with some kind of dodgy uh, med tech suppliers. And uh, Mavis would like to get hold of some supplies and do some um, uh, synthesizing. Mavis isn't just a, a surgeon. Uh, Mavis is also a pharmacologist. Damn. Okay. All right. So you call up Jeremy. 
your, I'm not even going to call friend, <laughs> but the guy who owes you a favor and, and, and it rings a couple of times and then a gruff voice picks up on the other end. Fuck do you want? Well, Jeremy, that's no way to treat your friend. Um, I'm calling to uh, collect. I need those details on those supply lines. Oh, uh. I'm sure you've seen the news about the wave coming up. Um, I need to make sure I'm well stocked and supplied before that hits. Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I've got some information on some supply lines. I'm still, uh, still, still working through the, the, the different kinks. I've, I've got one more person I need to contact. Um, right, right. Yeah, uh, should be, should be soon. Can I get you to roll a human perception roll? Yes, you can. That is a 15. He's lying to you. He's giving you the runaround. He's, he's clearly stalling for time and giving you the runaround. I gotta say, Jeremy, it, it kind of sounds like you're full of shit. Uh, what? Just a little bit. What do you mean? I'll be honest, right? I'm gonna just hold this over your head forever anyway. <laughs> but uh, if you are full of shit, just tell me because I kind of need these supplies now. And if you don't have a contact for me right now, I need to go somewhere else. And I, I won't need to like set off any hidden sort of bio things inside that hand that may or may not be planted there if you would just tell me the goddamn truth. Give me a persuasion roll. That's a nine. <laughs> That's not that persuasive. He goes, you didn't. No. Oh, well, my memory's not that great, Jeremy. I can't remember. <sighs> I sure have a lot of buttons here to press, though. He says, look, I... All right, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The the only medic that we know, well, he kind of went missing a couple days ago and we haven't been able to see him. I was hoping he was just on another drug-fueled bender and was going to come back, but... That does sound like medics. He hasn't been around in a while, and so I, I don't know what happened to him. I, I normally would ask him and see if he could help you, but I haven't seen him in a couple of days. Right, right. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you out with this. I'm, I Really, I'm sorry. If there's anything else I can do, please let me know and don't press any more buttons. Oh, I, I will let you know. Uh, hey, Jeremy, to be a dear, just forward his uh, his contact information over. I, I'm aware you're not managing to get hold of him, but if I could just get his agent number or something like that, maybe I can contact him myself. <sighs> Fine. And I'll hold off pressing any of these buttons. Fine, here you go. A second later in your communicator, uh, you get the contact info for Gizmo. Oh, that's a good med tech name. Mavis is going to just be like, thanks, Jeremy, and hang up. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles to herself and is going to try. She's not expecting much out of this, but she's going to try and call Gizmo just in case Jeremy annoys Gizmo as much as Jeremy annoys Mavis. Um, and Gizmo is just ignoring them. You call Gizmo, there's no response. Damn. All right, all right. Let's cut over to Iso real quick. Iso, you have been in a lot of pain. You're still sitting in Mavis's apartment, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Iso is currently uh, trying to avoid Meta, who he very much distrusts after <laughs> um, the drug-addled um, vision he had. But he's trying to record a voice message to apologize to uh, June for uh, missing the deadline, basically. Okay. Well, unfortunately for ISO, Meta is somewhat like a cat in that the less attention you give Meta, the more attention it wants to give you. <laughs> yeah. So as you're uh, trying to ignore Meta, Meta is just like coming up and sniffing on your arm and stuff. And it feels ominous and kind of creepy in a way. Yeah, I, I try to move away from Meta every time. <laughs> okay. 
I would like you to roll a... I was going to say, I just want you to roll a cool check just to see if you can keep your cool. Well, that's my thing. So let's see. 16. All right. So uh, you keep your cool with Meta staring at you and you leave a message for June. What does it say? Hey, June. Sorry about earlier. Um, saw your saw your announcement about the wave was really cool. Um, yeah. So I kind of got into a motorcycle accident, then got administered some pain, very, very potent painkillers. Thanks to my buddy here, Ma- Mavis. I like turn the camera to Mavis real quick while she's mid conversation with Jeremy. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to let you know, sorry for letting you down and and uh, I'm, I'm up for whatever next gig you have uh, planned for me. See ya. And stay cool during the wave. Yeah. All right. You leave the message for June. At this point, it's about 10 p.m. And the day walkers of the city are beginning to wind down. The night walkers are beginning to come out. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to do before we call it a day? Yeah. Uh, I would like to do that research into uh, how medtechs in the Oasis prepare for the wave just so i'm not caught off guard by anything all right library check yeah mavis might be a uh, kind of wild lady but she does take pride in her uh, med techiness actually instead of a library check let me have you roll a business check business check i'm into that that's a 12 you get the feeling that having a lot of water and electrolytes on you is going to be pretty beneficial that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> That's about all you get. <laughs> I'm also going to try, if I can't find a dodgy hookup for medtech supplies, Mavis is going to try to find a fairly standard hookup. Essentially, she's looking for materials to do some pharmacology because um, one of the things that Mavis can synthesize is speed heal. And uh, I feel like ISO could really use that right now. And aforementioned pity is taking (laughs) hold. Okay. But I think I need like 200 eddies worth of materials to do that sort of thing. Oh, jeez. But at least I make a good few doses. In order to find out where you would get that material, that I am going to require library search for. Let's go for it. That is a 14. Not great. Nope. It turns out that uh, Mavis is not very good at any of the int skills. So you ask your agent if you can find somewhere where you can purchase medical supplies and it directs you to a local pharmacy that resells medical supplies. You get the feeling that if you were to head down there, you could probably purchase the things you need, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be purchased at a premium, probably 150% of what it would normally cost. Yeah, that's fair. I think that Mavis is still going to do it. So she, she turns to ISO and be like, hey, buddy, um... I need to leave you alone for a moment and I need to make sure that you're not going to like gnaw off your own arm to stop it hurting. So sorry in advance. And uh, she just like pops a hypo into him. Ouch. That will just essentially drug him up again for a bit. Okay, cool. She doesn't want him to be a baby, but she also doesn't want him to hurt himself <laughs> while she's leaving him on his own. I so immediately eyes meta. <laughs> <laughs> You inject Iso with the hypo and then uh, give him a wave. Enjoy. And turn around and walk out. (laughs) And Iso, you're sitting there just kind of in pain. Mavis comes up and injects you. And you just sort of sink back in the couch and look over (laughs) as you see Mavis walk to the door. And as the door shuts, you sort of feel your consciousness like dragged through the door as well. Yeah. It shuts. Suddenly the apartment is dark again. (laughs) And the blood reflecting off of the walls with the neon lights coming in from outside lead to a 
rainbow refractions spreading across the different walls. That's nice. And right next to you sitting on the couch is Meta. You sort of look over at the different pretty lights and then look down and Meta's sitting right there staring up at you. I confusedly tried to get off the couch towards the door. <laughs> I do not want to be in this apartment. Okay, give me an evasion roll. <laughs> not not a resist torture slash drugs? No. Nope. Uh, evasion roll. I roll a 7, 19. All right, you have a minus four to that, so that's going to be 15. You get up and sort of stumble a little bit and like <laughs> stare at Meta as you start slowly making your way over to the door. You put your hand on the table and put your hand in a pool of slightly dried blood. You wipe your hand and sort of bring it up and stare at your hand <laughs> as the different lines in your hand sort of explode into a set of fractals. Oh, that's that's cool. You place another hand on the table and turn back towards Meta, but Meta's not where they were previously. That's not cool. <laughs> You stumble a second and make it over to the door. You put a hand on the door. You pull. It doesn't do anything. Can I push? You push. It doesn't do anything either. Can I do both at the same time? You attempt to do both at the same time, and the pushing and pulling causes you to sort of slip. Oh, God. And you collapse to the ground and basically prop yourself up against the door, breathing hard. You look up and open your eyes, and sitting four feet in front of you is Meta. Fucking course. He's staring directly at you. As you sit there, you, you sort of feel the back of your head and you feel like you might feel something wet. Mm. Like you might have hit yourself on the back of the head. You look down towards Meta and Meta's eyes are kind of glowing. Oh, no. The mouth of the rat opens up again and says, Dark times are coming, Iso. <laughs> Is there anything Iso can throw at Meta? What's in your inventory? <laughs> Uh, lots of memory chips, and that's about it. <laughs> You're just, like, tossing memory <laughs> chips. All right. You grab a couple memory chips out and, and are ready to start chucking them at uh, Meta. Uh, yeah. What am I rolling? Archery? <laughs> We're going to have you roll athletics check with a minus four for being drugged. Uh, well, it's it's not my best stat, so that's going to be interesting. Oh, God. Critical failure, even. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> You're slumped up against the wall and you grab one of your memory chips out and start aiming it to chuck it at Meta. And you go like, Pook! and you poke yourself in the eye. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh buddy. And then fling the chip. And with your eye kind of hurting, like the chip soars through the air. And then you swear to God, you see this happen. Meta's mouth opens up to about six times its normal size. Oh, jeez. And swallows the chip whole. Oh, jeez. And then turns back to normal. Is there anything nearby that's six times the size of Meta's mouth that I can do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in your inventory? More memory chips? No, I'm going to check <laughs> if I have anything that's actually... Do you even big. have a gun anymore? Uh, <laughs> no, no, they, they took my gun and I'm not shooting Meta because I don't know why. I do have an inflatable bed and sleep bag that I can throw. <laughs> All right. You go through your backpack and pull out the heavily compressed inflatable bag. So it is actually like five or six pounds. It's, it's heavy enough. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Meta. <laughs> and you, you bring it up to go and throw it at Meta, and with your kind of, like, hurt eye, yeah. you're looking, and there's now three Metas. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have to roll 1d3 to determine which one? 
The meta on the left opens up its mouth. Oh, that one's getting hit. And says, I'm throwing it at that one. We are a cacophony of everything that is wrong with the human race. The one in the center opens up its mouth next and says, We will come and devour the bones of humanity and dance in the ashes. And the one on the right says, <laughs> You still have time to avoid this fate, Iso. Look to the stars for guidance. Avoid this. And I try to chuck the <laughs> sleeping pack. All right. Give me another athletics roll. Better be looking kind of sus right now. Uh, not, a, not a critical fail this time. <laughs> All right. And we'll roll this. One, D, three, two. You chuck the bedroll at the middle meta, and it just goes right through the middle meta and uh, slams into the thing behind it. It unpackages itself, but doesn't start inflating because it needs a button. Meta is very curious by this and turns away and stops speaking to you and begins examining your thing. You you take a sigh of relief as the demon rat is no longer paying attention to you. Oh, God. Now to get this door open. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This was episode 17, Ellipses. Thanks for sticking with us through this long break. We really believe that taking time off to refresh and recharge is essential to producing quality content to feed into the personal entertainment machine, while also keeping it from grinding your spirit into dust. That's all for now. We'll be back soon with episode 18 and some extra special bonus episodes that you won't want to miss. Catch you next time. And remember, if you buy an NFT, what you're actually purchasing is proof that you paid money for someone to write your name next to a series of letters and numbers. What I guess in 2022 you would call a URL? Like the only value of these things is that people can look up that series of letters and numbers and see whose name is next to it. You don't really own anything other than the bragging rights. And like, if you're thinking right now, well, then why is anyone buying NFTs? Congratulations. You now understand NFTs. See you next time. <laughs>